0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to our podcast. I am Chris, joined by my brothers Adam and Eric from Isolation to talk more about video games. We are back in the room to continue our discussion on our individual favorite games of all time, or at least at time of recording, as I'm sure in the future, well, hopefully, future games will come out that possibly change our minds. But then again, it's hard to beat your first time sometimes (laughs) Uh, (laughs) so in the past in the previous two episodes uh we spoke about my favorite game of all time and then adam's favorite game of all time so that brings us to eric to close this discussion and to find out what What? is his favorite game finally
1: we can start talking about favorite stuff Uh, well actually
0: the rest of the series will still be favorite stuff (laughs) because we um we like to well i like to i don't know (laughs) if you guys like to but i put the questions to you so tough shit (laughs) but um yeah i i i like positivity i like talking about the positives of gaming um and to reminisce on our favorite gaming experiences as opposed to yeah what's a game that you played once as opposed that- to what's your favorite game <laughs> you know those are very different questions that can have very different um conversation topics so True. eric yeah uh, at time of recording cuz i know you find this question particularly difficult uh, I do. I do every time what is your favorite game of all time
1: i was cuz i was thinking about it so i decided to go for like a really niche game like it's really like not known and like, i think the company's real small as well so like mm-hmm. Not a lot of people played this game, you know, nope. and I think even fewer like it. So I was like, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's like Skyrim by like oh, hey,
0: hey. Yeah, that's that's the game I went for. That was actually you gave a game of the decade as well.
1: Oh wow. yeah,
0: why not? Like <laughs> it existed, Man, you sound like you love <laughs> it. Great, I, I could like this is hilarious because like um in some of our earlier episodes, like the game I think we talked about the most is Skyrim. Yeah, there we go. Another
1: three-hour episode. Let's go again.
0: Let's do it again. Back in Skyrim, which uh, we've all talked about many times before. And um, I think I, I, I've said previously that it's, it's my favorite open world game. It's my favorite like world to actually explore in-game anywhere. Um, but before we get really into it and to talk about the stuff that we haven't talked about before in this game. Um, <laughs> Eric, because I know this was probably uh, a more difficult question for you to answer than it is for me and Adam. Yeah, because I faith. don't play games. Yeah, well man. actually I was gonna so of the three of us, uh, whether people know it or not, um Eric has actually played the most amount of games yeah. and has probably completed the most amount of games. I don't mean in terms of platinuming, I just mean in terms of actually like finishing it to the end. Even if he's not enjoying it, he tends to just finish the game anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just curious, Even, yeah. were there any other contenders that you're like balancing in your mind? Um was it like down yeah. a couple of games? That there will be a few others. Do you want to name them? Not
1: because <laughs> <now laughs> I don't know there. Uh, well, I know which your tree was one. Um, which your tree would have been one, and there would have been like probably uncharted games would have been ones as well. Like uh, new god of war was class. So far, most of the games and naming are just sword games. You know, it's hack and slash. Yeah. Nothing better than just cutting
0: some people up and ripping them up. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's okay. Great. I mean, <laughs> I like a nice
2: story myself, but
0: <laughs> no, 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 I but enjoy a
2: cup of tea and a nice
0: song. I you know, like working
2: feet. hard for a, a, a homestead and having some sweet rolls by the fire. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 sure. Whatever you said, man. <laughs> so that's a Skyrim um, reference. Come on. I know, I know, it, know is, it is. Actually. I'm sorry. Yeah. So um, before we dive into any particular topics, I suppose right. This one, uh, it doesn't really, it doesn't really work the same way as the last two. In that we are going to talk about spoilers for this game, but I feel at no point do we need to give a spoiler warning, because this game could play very differently for different people. Um, like, there not like a linear path as such. Like, the obviously the main quest is linear, but you can play this game and never finish the main quest and still get everything out of this game you want to get out of it, or you oh, yeah. can just play other side quests or you could do no quests and just get the full experience so i feel like no one it's not like oh and now let's get to that talking point do you I know mean? what i mean yeah,
1: yeah. Um, like, i remember when when it first got released and we were we were all playing it and we all cleared it and i remember talking to people in school about it and i was like oh i just think of the story story story's class and they were like oh i haven't played it yet like right. they just yeah. they just kept they never touched the story the minute they left Helgen, the start of like which the start of the game. They just yeah. went and did all the side quests and stuff.
0: Exactly, yeah. So there's an element of that. So for that reason, there's go- I don't. There's not going to be a specific point where we say now we're getting at spoilers. We are just generally going to talk about this game, and we are allowed to talk about any parts of it. So it's it's a yeah. it's a spoiler filled discussion all throughout. But we might mention stuff that people have never seen before, and we might not mention stuff that people have seen that like I know like last time we talked about this. I think Adam, you mentioned something that I'd never seen before. So it just goes to show, like you can play this game like a hundred times, and you can get totally different experiences out of it. So for that reason, uh, it's it's a spoiler talk all throughout. Um, yeah. So Eric, yes, what makes this your favorite game?
1: Um. Uh, yeah. So um. Fuck, I'm not trying to think now. You can kind of just do anything in it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, just, like, let's say, I think I was talking about this before, which is not on the podcast, but I was saying it before. Like, you know, let's say I was in the mood for playing Tomb Raider, right? But I didn't have Tomb Raider. Now I do have Tomb Raider, but let's say I didn't, all right? <laughs> I, mean,
0: I mean, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> well, the front muscles fall off. So let's, <laughs> let's say you don't have Again, Tomb Raider. Yeah. You could just go Tomb Raiding in it.
1: You know what I mean? Like, if you want to go play The Witcher, like, monster hunting, but you don't have it, you can do that. You can go monster hunting. Yeah. Kill kill dragons. How fucking epic
0: is that? Kill (laughs) dragons. Yeah, yeah. I suppose the beauty of Skyrim
2: and the Elder Scrolls in general is that it is truly an RPG in the Dungeons and Dragons sense of it. It's not like the likes of The Witcher, which is still an RPG, but... You're taking on the role, a role of a character that's kind of predetermined for you, um, or the JRPG, which is about more the tactics of an RPG. Yeah, but you're still taking on roles that are predetermined for you. Um, the Elder Scrolls, you absolutely define your character, and here's a world that we've set up, and there's some rules set up in that world. It's like Bethesda are the DMs, but you do what you want to do yeah and better like myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
0: uh, <but> it's... <laughs> well done thank you uh it's very much um it is actually very much like playing dungeons and dragons but if you don't have a group of buddies to play with uh just put on this game and it'll take you on the adventure and give you all the experiences that you could possibly want in all the dungeons and monsters and lore and oh there's so much in this game um and we've talked before about the fact that we we all love the rich lore and everything that has, but I suppose let's talk about some of the stuff that we haven't actually deep-dived into before in this game, which is, first and foremost, actually, the, the main quest. We actually never talked about it, I don't think. We like might have briefly mentioned something of it, but we actually never talked... Like, what do we actually think of the main quest? And I'm going to start with you, Eric. Um, well, it's it's
1: really... I have I have lack of words for it. It's really great. It's really really great. Like from the opening,
0: like oh, this should be the episode the title. Of this episode, it's really great. It's my favorite game. It's really something. You know, it's really great. <laughs> May I? It's, it's like and ask you why
1: it's great. It's just, <laughs> it gives you that like when it opens it gives you that same feeling that final fantasy 7 gives you you know it's straight into the action it's straight into the setting up the story yeah. you know that you're in you're going to the macro reactor you're blown up with this you got the imperials going to execute these Stormcloak rebels and then the dragon alduin comes the dragon and just burns the place to the ground yeah like that really sets up the the world you're now entering and the story you're entering, and then just the lore that they delve into surrounding the dragons
0: and the dragonborn. Well, I, think you're, I think you're right there actually, like within 10 minutes, you not only get an idea of the political landscape of Skyrim, Yeah. like they set up both the political tension and this sort of um, big crisis that the world is now facing, all in 10 minutes, as well as creating your character. And I felt that the character creation actually, which is like the first bit of gameplay you get to do beyond just moving your head, um, was a real step up from oblivion i felt the character creation in this game was re- yeah really well good. step up play, play in bad. terms
2: of like you know you can create a character that's that that looks somewhat anatomically correct yeah <laughs> i mean obviously there was way more freedom in oblivion you actually literally got to sculpt the person but if you're not a good sculptor you're always going to end up with something that looks like Lightly i said weird. before like a like a baby
0: See, I suppose for yeah. me, removing that kind of option, like having a a a quicker character creation. Yeah, um, I prefer Skyrim. I prefer yeah, this like kind of you presets, jump into the action almost. then quicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I and think. you're always going to get something that kind of looks well. Mm. Um, yeah, I, like there's still a lot of freedom to it. It's obviously not as much freedom, but I think like something like the Argonians in Oblivion, they just I never wanted to play them because they always just look terrible and yeah. i know like some people might think well it's a first person game when are you actually going to look at your character well actually i go into third person quite a lot so yeah too, um, but... i do want to see my character and i want to make sure to look i'm playing as an argonian in, in my current run through, and he looks badass i made him look like a like, like a dragon you know yeah, yeah. i wanted to go down as He's if dragon he, born. Is, he is actually a descendant perhaps of, of yeah, dragons
1: yeah. Cool. but like that's another point i would have actually made you know like with Oblivion, you can put so much effort in the sculpting your character. Skyrim, you can't. That was one reason why people kind of preferred Oblivion, because the meant the freedom he gave. But because yeah. it's first person, why does it matter how much sculpting effort you put into it? Yeah, you know, if you're going to be playing majority of it in first person, why does it matter? To yeah, the but, and, of then, and then, to then as well, the
0: even if you go into third person, like more often than not, you're wearing like a helmet or something. Yeah, you're looking <laughs> at their back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because like it brings up your defense obviously like there's those strategic elements to playing a game so like how well your cheekbones look really don't like doesn't really play into how great your character is like it's not really doesn't really do much for it um you mentioned Alduin which is the yeah. main threat the main body of the game um what do we make of Alduin
2: give me Well more. i think it's amazing that... you know i can't really think of another game where the antagonist of the story is not
1: a human. No idea being. Yeah,
2: it's it's something like in generally the antagonist is always like uh, the polar opposite to you, kind of a thing. Yeah, you know, like it's very similar to you. You can somewhat relate to them. Then that way, this is a beast. Essentially, it's yeah, the big monster. Um, I remember the promo material for it and i was like I'm, I'm not really sure like if this entices me that fact that the, the villain is a dragon but then as you play it um and you learn about the dragons and there's like the power of their voice and all that kind of stuff um he's like a very scary creature and what he yeah. can bring is you know he's it's a it's smaug essentially but like, yes way smaug scarier. Is
1: He's yeah, like
0: I yeah, I think the I think they just pulled them off like really well. So not only is like the lore there that's cool and it works really well with this sort of nordic backdrop to do dragons. Um and I suppose yeah, like previous to this game I would have considered dragons to be um like Mindless wi- beasts. Wild, wild beasts, yeah. Like I never would have considered them characters. Um which is very naive. Like you, you probably shouldn't write off any possibilities in the realm of fantasy. Like you shouldn't go. Also, well, I think dragon. most of the
1: time, but... whenever a dragon does show up in old mythologies, they actually always were a character. Yeah, which is really yeah. weird. Like most people, yeah, would nowadays be like, "Ah, oh, dragons a beast," but actually, all dragons in every mythology was always a
2: very wise,
1: yeah, uh, cunning character. Um, yeah,
2: was... and dragons. I suppose there was a time where a t- the idea of a talking dragon. Is kind of like because you know I always think of something like Dragonheart, which actually was done all right. Like that was that was actually done okay, but I can't yeah, yeah, imagine yeah. that dragon being a vicious monster. You know, he's actually quite it's quite nice. And then he's there's Pete's yeah. dragon, that yeah, kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I never thought like a fucking dragon would work. And I think that's if it wasn't for Skyrim and showing that if you build, um the culture and and lore around them for why they can speak and and really sell that point i don't think smaug in in the hobbit would have worked in the film version like no, you I know i i think they even in the in the behind the scenes they were thinking that they were going to, the whole time they were going to do speech as more of a psychic connection they weren't going to actually do
0: the talking yeah, yeah
2: um well, I think, yeah, if it wasn't for, for Skyrim, we probably wouldn't have talking dragons in modern media.
0: No. Yeah. Yeah. No, probably not. Um, and I think Azali is just... He's such a cool design. Mm. Which, like, it feels like with dragons, you're somewhat limited in that it, ha- it kind of has to look a certain way for you to recognize that it's definitely a dragon. And yet... Um, Alduin still has a very dis like he looks like, uh, your typical dragon. Like he looks absolutely like if you were to describe a dragon, that's Alduin. But he also yeah, has I a very distinct,
2: thing about them. Yeah. unique
0: look to him. Um, in that like the horns on his head hmm. give him this Satan crown look. shape as well. Yeah, yeah Satan, well, actually, Satan like crown kind of like because like, like, he's king, king of, of the dragons. dragons. You kind of know he's a big deal the minute you see him. Um. Yeah. And actually, we got a very good close-up look at him because, Eric, remember, you got the collector's edition for your birthday, right? Yeah, I fucking did. And not only yeah, did dude. it come with a very detailed art book of all the creatures and monsters, but it came with a fucking awesome statue of Alduin, right? On a dragon wall. So you could actually see the dragon
1: language that that's just the created for this as well. That's, that
2: that's the only thing, though. It's like, although it, it Skyrim showed that talking dragons can work, it also kind of warped our um I suppose interpretation of what a dragon is. And dragons now are pretty much any form of flying reptile. Um uh, whereas dragons have always had four legs. Yeah. And in Skyrim right. they've yeah. removed the two front legs. They went for the kind of wyvern design kind of design. And we see that again in the Hobbit for example. Yes, yeah. And we also uh, see it in Game of Thrones, they went for the Wyvern yeah. design. And rain of fire as well. Um, yeah. So they've completely changed what uh, a, a dragon is in in our head. Um. But you ju- it, they just sell it. You can't. You 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 never once kind of go. Ah, that's that's silly. But like, <laughs> if you ask me, that changes for the better. Oh, I prefer absolutely. The, the two-legged, two-winged design. design. but yeah, they're... than the four-legged. Hmm. I think but so. they are a different creature i don't know if wyverns ever had a i'm probably butchering the pronunciation of that by the way it's probably a, 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 a <laughs> another way to say that but um
0: adam the butcher I, could be a skyrim character as well so
2: <laughs> a butcher of lore <laughs> butcher of lore <laughs> i just removed pages from the books you collect um <laughs> i don't think there was ever a talking wyvern really in in Mythology, it's always been dragons, and how so you kind of just between the two. But, um,
0: I didn't know there was much of a difference actually.
2: I uh, tell you the truth, so
0: I, I'm, no, I I is... have that lesson. I, I thought Wyvern was a type of dragon, and that was the end of it, really. That's the uh, way I looked it at kind of it. Kind like of a frost is, giant, a, and a fire giant, they giants, you know.
1: Uh, that's not all on, that's also kind of incorrect, uh,
0: yeah. Well, actually, Eric is kind of, I suppose. Of the three Experts. of us, definitely the expert on Norse mythology. Yeah. He's done a lot of research on it and read books on it. And stuff. Uh,
1: when I was playing, I know we're obviously again off topic now because I'm going to mention God of War briefly, but when we were playing God of War and this stranger comes along, that was a great reveal for me. because I
0: was like, I know who that is! <laughs> and anyway, It's kind of amazing up. to me, actually, just from a little bit of interaction, you were able to tell who that was. That's actually kind yeah. of
1: but another thing, I thought that when playing Skyrim, because when you, ha- you always have to go in the dungeons, and I
0: remember when I first heard there's
1: loads of dungeon crawling in this. That's I- right. I was so angry because I hated Oblivion every time going down the sewers or caves because they were so annoying and they were very difficult. But then I love the dungeon crawling in Skyrim and I love fighting the Draugr, which I thought were a creature that they made up for Skyrim, but actually, again, are a Norse undead creature.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, the actual... Yeah, and I agree because I remember... I'm pretty sure when when it was announced that there there were Top and there's gonna be so many more dungeons. I'm pretty sure I was the one that told you that. Yes, and you, you were, were like, Oh god, no, that's not what I want. I was like, loads more, Eric. There's gonna be loads more dungeons. Like that was everyone's like selling point. Whereas you were like, I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> and then when playing it, I think you're right. The dungeons are awesome. Dungeons really good. The music, the atmosphere, and then
1: you actually get something good at the end of every dungeon. Like, this, again, kind of plays towards that Tomb Raider idea where there's a great treasure at the end. So not only do you find this big chest with gold or armor, enchanted things or jewelry, you also have the dragon wall, usually at the end of a dungeon, that gives you this new dragon power, this new shout that just makes it worthwhile. But in Oblivion, I don't really remember having anything worthwhile rather than just testing my patience and my psyche. (laughs)
0: But uh, I suppose that level of progression as well is is awesome that like you could do a side quest that has nothing to do with the main quest but happens to take into one of these dungeons but at the same time you pick up new powers for the main quest as it goes on Um, I suppose in terms of the actual main plot then what do we make of it or what do you think of it
2: I love the main I, I love the main quest up until there's a point where I feel like this feels like a side mission. And I think it's actually the. Um, when you're trying to find the Elder Scroll. <laughs> that entire section. Of the, oh, right, the yeah. main plot. Like I, I really hate that. Like because. You're kind of going down into the, like these depths. Where there's like Falmer, Which is cool. Like I, I like the Falmer, But then you end up in this like really weird. Like underworld. With giant jellyfish and shit. I
0: thought that was so cool oh you like
2: that <clears throat> I, I really love that i love I the design aesthetic
0: i love that that's another thing actually like skyrim so on the surface has this nordic backdrop but then you do a lot of exploring and you find weird weird shit like that or the dwemer for example like, like there's steampunk robots in this game where there's like yeah there's some really cool interesting out there stuff or like the Forsworn is another thing where it's like yeah I wasn't expecting that as a design at all. That is awesome. And I love all that weird stuff that mixes into it because I'm kind of like, I mean, obviously do what's right for the story and stay within a certain path. But also don't be afraid to
2: push the boundaries a little bit. Yeah, I I don't mind the area. I just think that as part of the main quest, I felt it, it slowed the pacing a bit.
1: Oh, okay. I think and... I did that because it goes on for a very long time. Do you do know that when you're going through the Dwemer ruins, you're like going through there for like, give or take, maybe an hour. And then you get down into the caves. Yeah. All oh, right. It okay. goes on for about an hour. And then you get to the Black Reach, which is the area where the Elder Scroll yeah. is. I think, and to be honest. You could get lost in that huge area.
0: I think I just yeah, got and distracted it, by how lovely it all looked. And like. it's so bad that, that <laughs> Black Reach area as well. Tedious.
2: It's like, to me, it was always not clear like i couldn't really find a clear way it's probably my fault as well just to kind of to get through that area right you know it's it was very kind of like just a big flat plain almost i mean there's a there's kind of rocks and stuff and, and, and things and, and small buildings but ultimately it's just uh, like i can actually see the end i just need to get from here to there yeah and then in your way there's it's just like there's there's giants there's Falmer there's weird saber-tooth type things there's there's all kinds of things just down there and you're kind of like this this feels weird this just feel to me the Blackreach always felt like when people mod the game and they want to add their own shit in and they're like all right we'll just sprinkle a bit of this and a bit of that and uh, there you go there's your objective now get to it it just (laughs) didn't feel as well constructed as the, the the other missions throughout the entire main quest yeah. Well, yeah. I think once you get the Elder Scroll, then it gets back into it. Like that's just the one bit. I just feel like it really slows the pace down. Like if it was a season of of like, on 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 Netflix or something like that. Like that particular episode would be the worst episode.
0: Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't ruin the show, but it it's a bad episode.
1: I remember yeah. actually when I first did that bit and I had Lydia, Lydia the like the first side character, the first yeah. follower you ever get. Yeah. But I had her for most of the game, had her up to that point, and this big dwarven centaurian giant mechanical monster just comes out of nowhere. And he killed her on me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, because I got, like, real attached to having her with me. So I, like, lost my crap. So for me, that was, like, and you know, can't—that one of those pivotal moments in the story where it's, like, you're really hitting, like, lowest point because you lost one of your characters and you're going through this hellhole of a city full of everything trying to kill you.
0: And you can't revive her. Can't,
2: there's no like, Phoenix downs. If she's dead, she's dead. That's it. You gotta live with it. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's worse when it's... you accidentally kill her. Oh,
0: <laughs> I didn't do that, <laughs> but I did. I did lose her in a similar way to Eric. I don't. It wasn't in the same place, obviously, but I can't remember where it was. But I know that when she died, I was also like, because I did. I got used to having a companion who would share stuff with me, um, take the load off my shoulders, you know. Uh, <laughs> so when she died, it was like, can I bring her back? And even like. I can't remember who the next companion I got was, but it was definitely, I think it was possibly it was that guy in White Run who's like a mercenary that will offer you services. Oh, yeah. You know that guy? That's yeah,
1: there's a few of them around.
0: Like, yeah, just not as memorable as Lydia and not no. as kind of, like, Lydia comes to you through the story and she's very loyal to you. And um, it's not like a, I, I don't think there's like a like a romantic thing there or anything like that. It's just sort of like a, because your character as well, it can be. It can be anything. It can be. no. But the way I... I can I not? You can't marry her? No, no, no. I
1: actually, I figured out how you know who you can marry or not. And it all okay. depends on their walk. <laughs> not really? gonna lie. Yes. <laughs> so Lydia, Meryl, Lydia and like Delfine and all of them, uh, they walk, this is gonna sound real bad, but they walk like men. So you're because you're a man, you can't marry them, and oh, going okay, marry you only marry the women who actually have a little bit more feminine. I thought body. you no, could marry you, whoever you want. No, you can't. There's going to be a sucked. mod for that. Should
0: go play Oblivion. There's more freedom. <laughs> I am funny joking. She's like, well, okay, I never observed that. That's an observation. See, new there shit every time it's. Over. There you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I suppose like uh, the um the way I looked at her was sort of like um like a loyal I want to say the word servant yeah Yeah, like kind of like you know in the Fellowship of the Ring um or like Lord of the Rings yeah like Sam to Frodo or even like Legolas and Gimli and Aragorn their trio of like to the end you know like Mm -hmm. like we didn't have a prior relationship to this at all really but on this quest we are like blood brothers and it's to the end that's the kind of feeling i got off her like i am i will i will take an arrow for you and i think she did in the knee
2: <laughs> But uh, my first ever play through, i lost her and i think it could have been in the black reach actually and made it out. i thought she i thought she was dead and i was going through quite a lot of it then without her Oh, and uh, it was, yeah, it was kind of sad then because, you know, she was with me the whole time and then all of a sudden she's gone. Yeah. And then there's like this fight I'm doing like way later on and uh, out of nowhere here comes Lydia. She joins the <laughs> she fight and I was in. like, it <laughs> was oh, wow. Such an epic moment. Unreal. <laughs> I hope as well. It was like, Lo- Bo- I
1: know loads yeah, of people down. did not like her. Well,
2: Actually, she does no, get in went. the way.
1: She like, she uh, get in gets the in the way, but like, like, you can have any companion. They'll get in the in
0: way. In a way, um, yeah, because she's swappable as well, and because you can have other companions. In a way, she's kind of a game mechanic, and I suppose you will appreciate her if you use that game mechanic. But if yeah. you don't want it, it's in your way. That's yeah. But you can mechanic. tell
2: her to like, you know, leave off you.
1: Tell her leave. Like, yeah. If you have friends, because with the heart, I was playing Skyrim recently, and uh, I went back to my house, like Lakeview. When you have the Heartfire DLC, ah, the, house. the house I built. And I went in there and there was my wife, Isolde. And then there was my dwarven mud crab thing with his dwarven armor. And I was like, I don't, what the fuck is this shit? And then there was also uh, this guy called Valdemar or something, which apparently is my, is a house Carol, like Lydia was. Right. That I, that I got for like helping Solitude. So I completely forgot about this. And I saw him in the house and he was there beside Isolde. And I was like, what the hell are you guys doing? (laughs) What's
0: going on here? What are you doing in my house? Yeah, I do some dungeon crawling and what? I I come home to this. Get that mud crab out of here. (laughs) And then my daughter comes running around the corner and she has a pet rabbit. And I'm like, I don't remember doing any of this. Yeah, I you know what? They, the they're absolutely. The guy, the guy is like, yeah, I bought her that rabbit. <laughs> Thanks, daddy. What the fuck is going on they here? It
2: absolutely <laughs> needs to be like a family guy, American dad kind of a thing of that situation. It's like you just come home from work and there's like the mud crab character who's like the Stewie Griffin of the thing, maybe. <laughs> yeah, would yeah. be great. Uh,
0: yeah. That's hilarious. Uh, and that's the other thing. Like Skyrim is, um, depending on how you play it, its tone can be. Like, it like that's what that's why like there isn't like a specific spoiler point, right? Because you could it can this game can be just to be really funny, or if like Mm. if you just wanted like a okay cool I'm gonna like annoy a lot of people and steal pots and bring them to my house or whatever, or it can be really serious if you want to really role play. Like the tone of the game is totally dependent on the player. I feel. Do you guys have this? This is gonna feel like a weird question. Do you have a favorite character? In the game, Dragonborn. Probably the one, one you make. Yeah. I suppose yeah. it has to be other than the one you make, because the one you make is purely um, their attitude and their character is how you imagine it. It's like total uh, role play. But
1: I really like
0: that actually, Stormcloak. Yeah, he's pretty you cool. Do? He's pretty cool. I However, hated him.
2: You hated him. Are you Who doing
0: anything him? for him? Uh you disagree with him?
2: Com- completely. You're pro Empire. Yeah. Pro Empire. Mm. We'll have to. Well, get into no, I'm not pro we'll Empire. Have, we'll it's just have to get into like the, the <laughs> just the better two <laughs> evils Who's kind right? of a thing. Oh yeah, okay. The lesser man. two evils.
1: Oh, no, I know, I really like I'm them. Say neutral, he man. Was, he was, it was really, he's got a good good presence about him. You know, it's he's in
0: um, uh, Winterhold. No. Hmm. Right? No, not Winterhold. Um, oh, that's the Magic School.
1: Yeah, that's the Magic School. Uh, it is a, Windhelm. Wind Windhelm. Hel- that's right. Yes, that's, that's where he is. What um, a- actually, that's another thing. The names they have for the locations in that game are just yeah. class. They're Unreal. such
0: good names. <laughs> They're really yeah. good. But the, like just just the overall. We've said it before, but the just the overall lore and the the world building yeah. of the game is is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um. Adam, have you a favorite character? Uh, like Ulfric Stormcloak, and you hate him.
2: Oh yeah, I said uh, I said Parthanax.
0: Oh sorry, I didn't hear you. Parturnax, yeah, the dragon. Uh, nah, he's uh, he's unreal. He's unreal. <laughs> he he's very much. Uh, he reminded me very much of like the dragon from Dragonheart. Yeah. Yeah. This wise kind of.
2: But I uh, fucking like. I just. I hate that there's no choice in that bloody blades mission
1: yeah it's very like i've
2: gone i've gone really far in that game and that's probably the only one i have not completed (laughs)
0: like obviously i've I've done (laughs) that quest
2: before I've, i've done that quest before in order to get the platinum but it's like this is wrong everything about this is wrong i should be able to complete that blades quest in a way
0: or Parthenax doesn't have to die. Yeah,
2: like maybe I kill Esperan instead. Why not? I'll fucking I'll cut his head off way before I'd cut off Parthenax. Screw Esperan. Why is all I?
0: I think there should be
1: like an option where you could almost create like a peace treaty with them, where the Blades and Parthenax.
2: Well, there should act. be more, way more options in that yeah. quest, right? That, like maybe those are like the three options. Like one being like, peace between. Maybe the other is eliminate the Blades, and the other is kill Parthenax. Yeah.
1: Uh, then another one is the the actual then because we mentioned it, the war between the Imperials and Stormcloaks. There should be also more options there rather than just join one or the other. What? Join both?
2: <laughs> yeah, join both and have join them all and like, take them all down at I the tried. same time. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. I tried to join both. Yeah, can't be done. Liberate Skyrim uh, from Yeah, I've sides. done
2: I've done both sides a few times. I still yeah I'm still more of an Imperials man than I am Stormcloaks. Okay, let's have That's that right talk. Here.
0: Eric, what about you?
1: Uh, first time I joined the Stormcloaks because I was thinking, like, first of all, the Imperials tried to kill me, and then secondly, they're trying to impose their will on people who don't want it, and maybe they should just leave them alone.
0: Okay, yeah, fair enough. Good, good little bit of logic there, yeah, Adam. Watch well, rebuttal, okay, <laughs> I
2: ended up joining the Imperials totally by accident. <laughs> I didn't realize. I just, I was like, hey, this way. I'm like, all right. And I just ran and didn't realize.
0: But well, as soon quick. as I was in and they gave me a flyer, I was all. <laughs> I, was <laughs> so, all
2: you know, I was like, you guys totally make sense. Yeah, bro.
0: <laughs> this is cool.
2: You're hanging out with some elves? Yeah. Right. Uh, I just right find on. that, yeah, I just find that the Stormcloaks are, you know, Firstly, pray to the wrong gods. And uh, secondly, a bunch of racists. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they only want to get rid of one god. That's hilarious. Talk we talk <laughs> about to. Like, the actual politics and religion of a <laughs> fake world. It's like, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, they're worshipping the wrong gods, man. You know, worship our god. There were two things that our, our mother told us never to talk about in public. They were politics and religion. So without further ado... Let's talk politics and religion and <laughs> 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 put it out to the world. I'm only joke. I can't remember which one I did first. I've done both definitely to see how they go. Yeah, I've done both. I both. think I went to do both. <laughs> <laughs> I, went, I tried to do both only because I was like, I want to see where this goes. Like, I'm not one to like go, they're right or they're right. From the get-go i want to i need to i need more information so i went to try to boat uh i went to see the storm cloaks and i got given this the quest of killing an ice raid. Yeah. And i went okay let me see what the empire had to say to me and see see you know let's see what the deal is you know so i went to talk to them and their quest was something easier or more enticing to me so i said okay and then I thought, well, can I, since I've been given the option to do both, can I do both? So I, from memory, I think I did the Empire one first because it was closer, it was easier to access. And I did that one first. And as a result, then the other one got cut off to me. And I went, oh crap, I didn't know that that was like a final decision doing one or the other. I th- oh, I thought so, it was the um, Jagged
1: Crown one was the one, was the, defi- the deciding factor.
0: Because um, I don't think so, because I, I remember. Yeah, cuz I remember not being able to do the other
2: one then as a result. Oh, okay.
0: Got cut off. Maybe yeah, I'm. Wrong. Every
2: time, every time I do them, cut I'm off. just like, every time I do the Imperial one, I'm like, this feels right, feels right. But when I do the Stormcloaks one, I'm like, the only thing I'm going to get out of this is probably the finest house in you know, of Skyrim. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but man, that's 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 good, you know, that's good. <laughs> get a nice house is Well, what, yeah. what the Imperial what did the Empire give you?
2: Well, you also get a house, but it's just not as big as the. Just not the in, finest house in, in Skyrim. In, um, but I do prefer solitude as a location. So
0: they have a nicer place. I mean, they like you go to Windhelm.
2: It's cold. Uh, I, I it's nasty. Kind of sorry dark. for the
0: stormcloaks, because yeah, it's like I don't know, guys. When I go to the Empire, it's nice and bright. Like here, it's
2: yeah. dark, and you, you guys, also have the bards. Not so um, happy.
0: College, Art, and college
2: and solitude and stuff uh, Windhelm, like. Windhelm, you got a child performing the Black Sacrament in his. Attic. Yeah, I mean, there's just nothing really that nice about Windhelm when you think about it. I mean, There'll you just a, step outside your door, you there. go into the graveyard, and there's like death everywhere. It, it's there's a prostitute that's killed. Or something. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of a dark place. It's not a nice yeah.
0: place. Yeah, yeah, I'm pro empire. empire. No, I'm just... Yeah, pro <laughs> empire. No, you know what? Yeah, I, on terms of, in terms of their actual beliefs, I don't know, because like they're kind of both wrong, like. That's, okay, yeah,
2: no, it's, yeah, it's
0: it's not like it's yeah, black and white. It's not a definite like do you want to join the good guys or the bad guys? It's Which actually Which I do good. like
1: that. I do like that it's they're not they're both bad and they're both good. Like, yeah, you know, so the Stormcloaks just want to defend their culture of Skyrim, but they're a bunch of racists. So that's <laughs> that's that <laughs> yeah. bad. Then you got yeah. the Imperials who are not racist, but they're trying to destroy your culture. So that's pretty bad.
0: Yeah, yeah. And actually yeah, especially when and, and when the Imperials are only like yeah. When, the, you know, when you're playing the game you realize the whole appeal of this game is the culture. So I don't want that gone. <laughs> like that's literally the appeal of this well for me, the appeal of the game is the culture and, and the world that's in it. Um so there is an element of you're like, Empire, get out of here. Come on. This place is awesome. You guys are gonna ruin it. You're gonna ruin it. The
2: Jarl of Whiterun is sided with the Empire.
0: Yeah he is and he's a nice dude so nice
2: it he's,
1: to... he's neutral. As far well, as I can see, he's not neutral, he he's neutral. absolutely imperial. He's yeah. no he's neutral, but the Imperials offer Protection protection of- for his for him to become loyal because the Stormcloaks are going to forcefully take it. So Stormcloaks use force while the Imperials use
0: diplomacy. Now you see, look. Screw diplomacy, you know what I mean? <laughs> Stormcloaks <laughs> all the way. No, I'm joking. Um I never actually answered. Yeah, I think. Sorry, going back, I think Parthenax is probably my favorite character within the game as well, because um, I it sets up very early on that the dragons are the enemies of this game. So to have a dragon to show that dragons also have like they could change allegiance and they're not all. It's not like that's an evil creature. They actually have a mindset and everything. Um, I think was a really awesome like the way to show that was by having a dragon that helps you.
2: Mm. I
0: thought. Um, and they just do it really, really well. Um, in terms of, because we also ended up. Also, the, the build up to them is great. Because
1: oh, just, really... the, the great beards just keep mentioning in action. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. Why is Hermit that lives on the top of the mountain? Why not? Probably looks like Gandalf. You go up there and it's like, oh, there's no one here. Dooof, dragon. is like, ah. Oh. Yeah,
0: so cool. Yeah, and yeah, that's the thing. They didn't tell you it was a dragon, so you weren't expecting it. As soon as he pops down, every other dragon before that has been your enemy. So it's just a really good reveal that there's a dragon in this in this dragon themed game, that's actually here to help you, and to tell you, give you further information about the dragons, about Alduin, and all that stuff. But I think, um, as well, the the reveal as to why the dragons have come back is amazing. Is absolutely yeah, amazing, absolutely. and when I That's heard that, cool. it blew my fucking mind. The
1: game, the game is quite is nearly on par with like a a good Final Fantasy story, like with the twists and reveals and everything making sense and everything.
0: Yeah,
2: there's one twist really. I
0: would put it just on par with just being a good fucking game. Like I, I'm it's just not saying,
2: uh, it's not necessarily uh, like any. And I don't even, think Skyrim
0: is like any other game. I think Skyrim is. Absolutely, and it doesn't need to be. Skyrim is absolutely its own thing, and it's 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 amazing on its own grounds. Um,
2: yeah, and the way it can deliver this all this story without needing to go into like cutscenes cut and stuff. Or like you pretty much direct it yourself. Yeah, you know, you're you're choosing the camera angle, and uh, you know you don't even have to listen to someone talk. You can just walk off and say, Yeah, no, no, listen to. you that's another thing, and that's
0: like that's the player decides the tone of the game. So like the they could be giving you really important lore. Uh, like, I remember m- my girlfriend was playing it, and I was really hoping she could, like, get into it. And uh, every time there was some important lore coming at her, and I was like, wait till you hear this. This is this is awesome. She was like, uh, skip it. Shut up. Oh, a pot. Cool. Can I take it? And I'm like, you just missed all the, the stuff. I don't care. Can I get a horse? I want to ride it off a cliff. What? What? <laughs> or she likes to go splashing in the river. Like, the- <laughs> for hours, Skyrim is like, piss around. You know what I mean? Like, whereas other people would take it incredibly seriously and get really lost in the lore. So, like, you definitely direct the tone of this game Mm. depending on how you play it and how you view it, (laughs) which is a really interesting thing. Um, We dived into side quests. It's really hard to, like... Skyrim can branch off into so many directions. It's really hard to keep it focused because it doesn't have that linearity. But we dived into side quests there, and I suppose I just want to ask... Of the side quest storylines. Which one is ones this are? like Thieves Guild like those ones? Like any of the side quests. Any of the can side we, quests. Can we include it could the be DLCs? The biggest, um yeah, I think so. I think at this point definitely, because it's been so re released so many times and every re release has all the DLCs. That I think at this point the definitive version of Skyrim includes the DLCs, I think. The Dawn the Guard one is
1: phenomenal. Fantastic one. Andy Phenomenal. The, it's so good. The Dragonborn one is really good on an idea of dealing with like the cosmic horror side, but in a fantasy world. Yeah, the whole Which Cthulhu is, kind of yeah. vibe going on is great. You go there and it's just like, ah, oh, it's weird tentacle monsters, even though that sounds more like Japanese stuff. But anyway, it's really Cthulhu looking stuff. Like, this it. is class. Yeah, yeah, it's and awesome. It's just a weird, like, I'm going to talk about Dragonborn for a while. Why not? Because I
2: think I'm the. Have you played it? I have definitely. I feel like it. I have the quest, but I can't remember it. Like a, a lot of stuff for me, because I, I kind of take on like multiple quests just as they come to me, and then every yeah. now and then activate whichever one I'm closest to or whatever. I kind of forget where Dragonborn begins and where it ends, kind of a thing. You know, like I, I don't know what part of it is Dragonborn and what part of it is like I don't know the main game or, or Vanguard even.
0: Well actually just before well, I know you...
2: Dawnguard, actually. Dungard is all just vampire stuff. Vampires, like, so yeah. Dawnguard's great.
0: Before you jump into uh, Dragonborn, I I love how that quest starts. Um and it starts in a way that a lot of other little side quests can start in yeah. which that's the cult. So, a mysterious attack? guy, yeah, a mysterious guy attacks yeah. you and then if you kill him and you search his body, which you can not search his body and just miss it. But if you search his body, you'll find a letter and written on the letter will be find and kill and then your character's name and stuff and you're like wow now does this i'm after unraveling a conspiracy where someone wants me dead why and if you follow it up you'll open up this whole and like lots of quests this guy and work this way where it's like you were literally just going about your day and some random encounter can happen or even like a courier would run up and give you a letter oh i I have to give you this letter do you know what i mean and it'll suddenly launch you into this new story (laughs) that you you weren't ready for or weren't expecting and i'd love that aspect of the game Um, like you don't have to go far to find something else to do Um, but what were you going to say about dragonborn arc oh yeah the like the idea of like
1: when you get there yeah the conspiracy thing that builds up because i remember i was doing it and i was wanting to do it like I i was in the middle of doing a side quest like give some guys some pickaxe or something he wanted and i was going up to him i was trying to give it (laughs) i was trying to give him this pickaxe on and he kept like mumbling stuff to me and i was like what the hell and then i went up to someone else and he was mumbling the same thing and i went up to someone else and she was mumbling the same thing and they were all like possessed going to this all like leaving the town going to the same place and i was like what's going on this is some
0: weird stuff yeah yeah, yeah. i I... that's the other thing the quests all have different kind of like they'll stay with well within the world and within the genre, but they kind of yeah. have their own little genre going on. Like there's kind of like like if you do the Thieves Guild, it becomes like a lot of heist stories, you know. Or if you do uh, the Companions, for example, it becomes this awesome slayers kind of thing. Um, or the Dark Brotherhood suddenly you're doing stealth assassin missions, you know. Like they actually have their own tone and feel to them, but they also have their own. Like they have a full arc, so they have like a beginning, yeah. middle an end and they have their own little twists and stuff. They're as good I, as the main I story. I love that also right. like with them all by the end of it you're like the
1: most important person. So you start off as a nobody and then by the yeah, end yeah. it's like oh yes you're. we're now going to
0: make you leader of this whole region. It's like alright class. <laughs> yeah yeah. As, yeah it's like if, if you if you've done the whole Dragonborn thing and you've uh, soaked in all the benefits of it you can kind of become a whole new person in this whole other story, this whole yeah. other quest. Um is that one your favorite one then Eric of the side quest Dragon Ball? That
1: would be because I like how I love Norse mythology. I also love Lovecraft like Cthulhu Mythos. So yeah that, that would be one of them. It's just really really cool because it feels it feels kinda alien but also really fits into the
2: into yeah, the yeah. world
1: and you're deling you're delving into a very different type of Daedric lord. Because most Daedric are used to other demons and they're spread diseases and stuff, and then this one is really different. Yeah. So that was
0: really cool. And it takes you to a whole other location, so you get a whole new place to explore. Yeah. For for that quest, it's like a whole other game. Like it's, that this game does side quests so good. Like I I <laughs> geek out over. The, I always kind of, it kind of ruins other side quests for me. Like in other games, because if they're not held up to the quality that I think Skyrim sets in terms of having great scope, and being enough of a smaller story within itself, then I'm like, eh, not too bad with it. Like, I hate fetch quests. Yeah. And Skyrim might have a couple of those in there somewhere. It, but it, the does, main side, it does, yeah. But the main side quests are all big full story arcs.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a favorite one, Adam? I think I mentioned in the episode where we discussed Skyrim, um, the one where you get drunk. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> that's kind of fun. You have to try and backtrack through. I think that was the thing that you were talking about, Chris, that you, you didn't, you never did yeah,
1: before. I've never
2: done yeah. that. Um, so you're trying to it's backtrack good. and figure out what the hell you did. Uh, and like you, it turns out you stole a goat and stuff, like things like that. I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> it's a good one, all right. And it, it doesn't it, like all, it's, it's quite a short one as well. No, that one's nothing to do with Daedric God. Oh, uh, yeah, it is. Oh, is it? Is it? Yeah, the- that Yeah, you're dealing with
1: um, Sanguine, I think. The oh, Daedric Prince of Yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, so the then
1: you have to his. Yeah. Is it? No, it's Shogaroth. Not Sanguine.
2: Yeah, cause it, Sanguine, I think, is the one where you're I mean, like I, walking through a, <laughs> you're walking through a I don't know. In in <laughs> solitude isn't it you go down a, a like a haunted hallway and then all of a sudden you're in uh, another realm and you're at a, like a, it's almost like the mad hatter style dinner party isn't that sanguine maybe i've got the names mixed up
1: maybe i don't know uh, shogaroth no yeah shogaroth is the one that deals no wait a
2: minute so
1: sanguine is is the one that you get drunk with and shogaroth is the oh. one you're thinking of where he's like, you got the kid and you got to get like, you're in some, yeah, you're in some weird land and it's some Mad Hatter tea party type thing. Like, yeah, and you get the, it's like an old, it's like wabber. an old man sitting there as well. Don't you get the jack often? Yeah, you get the Wab, yeah, that's rot yeah. because he's the day yeah, Prince that's it, of, that's it. Um, that's
2: it. That's it. That's... Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> I do get all the Daedric Princes mixed up. I mean, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of
0: them. Um, I think, uh i like i love vast majority of the side quests and there's always like parts of them that you don't enjoy but i think overall as an arc they're all really good but one of those eve's kids is
2: probably one of the longest ones
0: yeah that, and i was about to i, I had that one on my mind and i was going maybe that's my favorite one because it starts off with something so small and just like snowballs into something so big but i think the college of winterhold is my is my favorite one because i really like a- was exp- i was expecting nothing of it and it it just turns into this crazy adventure um like an epic harry potter like yeah like there's this college of magic and then there's like a an evil wizard and they find this device deep underground that actually has like very dangerous connotations for the world i, I just think it's a really cool quest that, um that I was expecting nothing from that's the other thing like they all start so small that you don't you have no idea where it's going to go and yeah. then they all most of them turn into something huge which is another world ending thing <laughs> so, so I was like the main quest has a world ending thing but the side quests also have these like world ending things mm. does anyone yeah. prefer the main quest
1: that um, I know of no, or just ahead because...
0: of us and out of us obviously I, you, you can't speak on behalf of the world <laughs> no one does
2: uh no, no. This, court, this court this court is adjourned um <laughs> uh, main quest i think yeah it like i said when it gets to black reach i'm just like ah oh, man like that's moments where i just want to go off and do side quests
0: right yeah
2: and going to uh you know at the end what's the place
1: Sovngarde?
2: Sovngarde. That's not as epic as I thought it was going to be. I
0: think it's really epic. To me yeah, me. I think it's pretty epic. I think it's pretty <laughs> epic. Like it's
2: good epic. concept and stuff like that, but I just think how it was actually... Like, you just you just fly there, and it's it's like, okay, cool. But I, I, I don't know, I fly just... Fly on the back of a dragon. Yeah, I know, but yeah, it's, it's just... it's rad. <laughs> <laughs> I you're just said just it wrong here, I just Adam. think in comparison to, like, like the battle for Winterhold and all that kind of stuff like that stuff to me it has just much a much more epic scale to it okay i just think that final fight with alduin is it could be a lot better like in in other like the dlc like the dragonborn one for example i just think there's there's it's weird that some side quests can have much more epic finales than the one with alduin
0: yeah yeah, yeah, um, I, I think overall I probably prefer um some of the side quests to the main quest, but that's not to say anything bad about the main quest. I still think it's a really good quest. I actually really enjoy it. Um, and yeah, I, I actually think something I think some guy's epic and getting there is epic. I don't know what you're talking about, man? You fly on the back it, of a dragon? Are you kidding me? Come on, what the fuck it's, do you want? I think it's really cool when you when you go into the hall <laughs> of
1: heroes. I can't oh, what the hot thought they Yeah, That's cool. Yeah. But it's like every everyone you would have encountered throughout the game, if you did all the side quests and everything, are there. Are they? So yeah, like you know, COD like white man uh, in the Companions. So if you did that, and obviously he spoiler alert dies at the end, um yep. he's there at that hall. And then if you let's say killed Ulfric because you joined the Companions, Ulfric is there. So all these Nordic all these Nord characters who you would have met and died all end up there at the end of the game and then also depending on who you join you have different dialogue options to talk to the gatekeeper or bridgekeeper whatever his name is yeah yeah. and depending on what you say it depends on his reaction to you as well awesome
0: and the music is class the music is class actually it's on good. the topic on the topic of music um this is it's kind of class. hard to say but is there a fa- do you have a, like a favorite piece of music from like a certain place you go into or uh, um, is there, there one a though? Dragon,
1: Dragon Reach. And you go in there and you have that that kind of epic. I can't yeah, hum it good. or yeah, yeah, in yeah. any way mimic it. So, but well, you know what I'm talking about when you go yeah, in yeah. there and you have that of. Like,
0: certainly, look it up. <laughs> it's, it's,
1: there's like a sense of importance to this place, and it's like I I have entered the the hall of the, the golden keep of Rohan or something right now. Like it's yeah. just just and the way, way of, the
2: this, it it's like a hymn nearly, and the way it kind of there's almost a reverb or an echo. It gives sense of volume to that hall, yeah. Which actually doesn't you don't realize how big that hall is until you oh, play it in VR, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. right. When you play <laughs> that
2: game in VR, like the sense of scale and things, like most of the game feels kind of normal. But when you entered that hall and you look up, you're like, Jesus, this this is huge. Um, which makes sense because it's the you know it's how they capture dragons isn't it yeah so it um, needs to be big well it's the the back of the area was for dra- capturing yeah, dragons. yeah but that's because so it's epic. all almost like the same height kind of thing oh, it yeah. kind of makes so, sense as to why the hall the is actually so high the ceiling that's
0: so i love
1: that that building's name has lore and a story behind
2: it yeah that's, that's
0: class and that's like nearly everything does Um, adam do you have a favorite
2: piece of music from the game See, so I can like uh, there are certain places that when you enter them, there's like a, a song that appears, like like Dragon Reach or um where the gray beards are. Uh, but apart from that, yeah. I think the the music just kind of is self generating, isn't it? I don't think it actually has specific yeah. tunes for specific places.
0: It's weird because like I can't. I find it very hard to pick out specific tracks, say, from the soundtrack, and yet I would say this game has a phenomenal soundtrack. Yeah, um, I think it has a very, um, I think it transports you. Yeah. Like I think it really fits the world that you're in.
2: Um, yeah. It's very difficult. Yeah, you can't exactly pinpoint one because there's not one where you can kind of go like, like you can say, "Oh, the battle tune." We know what the battle tune sounds like in it. Right. Yeah. But there's yeah. one in particular. There's there's there is a tune that plays throughout. It's kind of as you're exploring. Yeah. But I have no way of identifying it. Apart is from is it last. like the
1: really gentle kind of almost sounds like a piano kind of one or something? And sometimes it plays oh, I don't like
0: a piano. piano to to us, I don't need, no, I don't think it's a piano. I think I'm thinking the same one, Adam. I think it's yeah. my favorite piece as well. Where it's like, I would actually call it. I think it plays the most. Imagine, like when you yeah. load it up, I think you'll hear it. Um. So apart from sort of the main big choral battle theme that people would associate as the main theme of Skyrim, I actually think this is the main theme tune from Skyrim. I think it's yeah, like Skyrim's yeah. theme. It's sort of like it'd be the equivalent of like a world map music mm-hmm. in one of the Final Fantasy games. Um, I don't like comparisons, but there we go. Um, uh-huh. But it's, it's yeah, it's, it's a really soothing kind of meditative, but very like cultural piece of music. Um God I wish yeah, I knew. I think name, the thing I love about really the Skyrim
2: uh, soundtrack as a whole is the low ends. Like so they, there's nice kind of um melodies throughout, but yeah. it's the low end that gives it like this like oomph to it. Like that has mm-hmm. like it's almost like the breathing of a dragon kind of a thing going on and it's it's the low end that really like adds like way to the the kind of lighter melody that that plays throughout. Um, yeah, it's it it's so good. Like just like, walking around, <laughs> like if, you're you're doing the most mundane tasks, such as just standing on the top of a mountain and observing. And that music is yeah. just like it sells yeah. it. You know, I I'd love to see what does what's it like. I've never done it before. I've never turned the music off and walk around Skyrim. Like it, is it like I imagine it's like, it really, it's be, like real life, like, man. Really shit, then. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: yeah. I'd imagine it's pretty quiet. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, but I think I think we're thinking of the same piece of music, and I think it's definitely my favorite in the game as well. Um, but I love another aspect of the game that I just love is the within all of the lore and all the story going, on like even the stuff about like using your voice as your power mm. and all these things it just sounds like something out of an old myth everything in it like or like like the power of talking or the power of singing even like all this kind of stuff like like in a world of in this kind of landscape poetry has like a power and stuff you know like very much like old mythology and particularly like norse mythology this stuff sounds like something out of an old book even though they've made it up and obviously it's inspired by these kind of old beowulf legends and stuff but it just it you hear it and it doesn't sound ridiculous even though yeah. it kind of should it kind of should sound stupid like it's like it's okay so you have a wonderful shout you should shout at the dragons and it'll mm. kill them it's like that sounds ridiculous but within <laughs> the
2: world <laughs> it, it just worked the game landed at the right time as well like um I feel, I feel like the likes of Morrowind and Oblivion are kind of over-ambitious for the hardware that they were launched on. Like, right. you know, mm. there's very... Like, Morrowind has kind of vast jungles and stuff like that, and um, Oblivion then has, like, these nice plains, again, with trees and stuff like that. Uh, but it's kind of hard to make those worlds feel like you know the, the the density like density of trees or or like uh, the the beauty of those planes and stuff like that with the hardware limitations but Skyrim's supposed to look like like there's lovely areas in Skyrim but Skyrim in general is supposed to look coarse and muddy yeah. and rough so the the hardware because it couldn't really render really nice visuals really suits, um, that environment. Um, So it was the perfect time to do it. Like, and I think they could possibly waste their resources trying to do that. Like later on, on, on better hardware, you know, I think they could almost remaster something like oblivion or or remake something like oblivion on newer hardware and it'll probably, you know, give new life to it and look great. But I think if you try to do that with Skyrim, it's probably not going to look much different. Like the 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 textures will look way better, the lighting will be better, but it's still such a muddy looking game, and it's supposed to not
1: exactly anything you can't do with the mods anyway. Like yeah, you can just mod it to look really yeah. When
2: you see uh, a lot of the mods out there, which you know beautify Skyrim, they look fantastic, but they just remove the what makes Skyrim Skyrim. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not supposed to be a nice place. No, it's supposed to be ugly. It's barren. It's horrible. Everyone's out yeah. to get you. Um,
0: and yet there's this beautiful serenity to being there uh, when that particular piece of music plays <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that I can't think of the name of. But,
2: and I suppose, uh, yeah, it's things like that because there's like small, small patches, like the, the really nice looking places like Riverwood and coming up that like walkway and you look down, you see Whiterun, right? Yeah like those areas are actually minor right most of skyrim is actually ugly snow mountains rocks uh, right yeah that kind of that one little stretch is like such a minor part of skyrim but it's that small little kind of you know this is what skyrim could be this beauty to it that makes you want to hold on to wanting to save this land from whatever tyranny comes to it yeah like
0: i get the very imperials. much yeah. whenever i play this game and it's one of the reasons it's it, it is up there as one of my favorite games people have heard before anyone who's listened to our podcast episodes before it was number two in game of the decade Um, it was it was close like it. it's it's up there it's definitely my favorite open world game but i always get that lord of the rings feeling from it which is one of my favorite franchises um and because you know areas of a feel like rohan and there's like the falmer feel a bit like the goblins of moria there's it's like the closest you could get to playing uh, even though there's lord of the rings games out there this is actually i think the closest you'll get to playing a lord, lord of the rings yeah. game where you live in the world yeah. but the, the totally. what you're saying about seeing like little small glimmers of beauty
2: yeah
0: i get that totally because it really feels like when you're playing this game and what you're fighting for like you see so much horrible shit and it just feels like you get these moments where like you see these beautiful glimpses of what the whole place could be. And that's like the Shire. Yeah. And like the hobbits the whole way through see such horrible places, meet such horrible people, even like Gundor, which is uh, supposed to be a good kingdom, but the people are awful and they're really not nice to each other. Like Denethor is an awful man or Rohan is a place of poverty and like people Mm. don't have much. Some people are living off scraps and, like, the rest of the world of like, Middle-earth is, even though it's not as bad as Mordor, it's, not a, it's really not a nice world to live in. But the Shire is so beautiful and set up so lovely. And at the end of that quest, Sam mentions the things that, like, you know, when they're in Mordor and, like, they're on the side of the volcano and the ash is falling and everything is going, falling apart. And Sam mentions to Frodo the things that they're fighting for, which is, like, green grass and strawberries and (laughs) dancing the little things and like that's the feeling i get when i'm playing skyrim and going on these big quests is like because i remember when i first ended the white run and i was like this is just beautiful and the music is just serenity that when i'm doing a quest and i'm fighting aldo or something i'm like that's what i'm fighting for i'm fighting for that little river and that little piece of grass (laughs) in this harsh coarse world i just yeah sorry i went off on one What do you like about it, Eric? (laughs) 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 But does anyone else get that kind of um, Middle-Earths, Lord of the Rings comparison?
2: Absolutely, yeah. I think that's on purpose, definitely.
0: Oh, they have to be inspired by it, right? They're definitely Tolkien-inspired. Well, nowadays, like, you take any fantasy, what fantasy
1: isn't really inspired by Tolkien? Right, it has to have some. Tolkien was inspired, obviously, by the old
0: Norse myths. Yeah, and Celtic yeah. myths. So it's full circle. But I suppose yeah. as well, the the element of even the dragons having a language, and it being carved on walls and stuff, even just reminded me of like the dwarven writing in the, like Morian.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh like, I, uh, that. I, I think that.
2: that's what's really cool about is that when the developers were like coming up with all that shit, like the design team, they were like, well, "What does the language look like?" And they were obviously looking at the likes of ancient Sumerian and stuff like that. There's there's obviously yeah, yeah. Um, a similarity there. Um, but they were thinking about, like, well, how would the dragons write it? It was like, well, they have, like, on their tongue, essentially, is, like, a, a claw, so they would, like, carve it into the rock. Um, So, therefore, it has to be, like, you. they can't have any kind of marks in their language that would be impossible to do with, like, their claw. So right. the whole thing was structured around that, like, and I just love that it's that kind of thing when we talk about like the similarities with Lord Rings. The things with Lord Rings is that that makes it it makes it Lord Rings is how believable it all is. Like, it's quite grounded. It's like okay, there's a reason for these types of things, you yeah. know. It's not just there for the sake of oh well, it, it kind of looks cool. So this has the same treatment. Um,
0: Absolutely. Yeah, Skyrim is a virtual place that they created that you can go to, mm-hmm. and it has all the things that a place should have, which is like like a, a geography, a history, a culture. it has it all. The only other thing that it adds, sweet rolls. Apart from <laughs> uh, it's sweet rolls, uh, the only other thing that it adds that you won't get from a real another real place is obviously a fantasy adventure. And music. When you walk around outside, you won't hear music, but in Skyrim, you will. What a what a place. Um, <laughs> Eric, um, apart from it having like the obvious Tolkien influences, was there any other influences you drew from it, or? Uh
1: Influences Did I drew from, it or did I thought it drew from, or sorry, yeah, that you thought
0: it drew from. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Get your questions right, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. yeah fuck God damn it. <laughs> Interrogate me, right? Will you? <laughs> <laughs> but I think used to kind of
1: covered most of the bases of... Yeah, like, that they would have taken most of their influences from um, from Norse mythology, from Tolkien, from, obviously, the previous games and everything. They would have, obviously, always had to look back to that to make sure that they didn't fuck up anything, like, they didn't um, get anything wrong, because... Keep their lore consistent. Keep their lore consistent, which is always important. But one thing that I really liked about it was... The freedom of your character on how you could play. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Because obviously, like, playing a lot of different RPGs, which could do open world or open maps, but you choose, is always, like, a class system. And then with that class system, you can only use a particular type of weapons or particular types of armor. And yeah. sometimes that can get really annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's just great that's like, at any moment, it's like, oh, well, I need to use my bow. You can use your bow. Yeah, you can use your bow and arrow. And then the next minute you take out a, a great sword or you might decide to do wield with a battle axe and a, you have fire in the other hand. So, no, Adam, you often play like that. You often play like a battle mage kind of person. You use like a one handed mm. weapon and you had magic in the other. Chris, you use the two handed weapon always. To just... Yeah,
0: yeah. if you can give me a fucking buster sword, you know, I want to swing around. Um, but, no, I... Yeah, you're right. I, I often love to,
1: like, you know, if I got a mission to deal with, like, bandits in a cave, it's like, oh, well, I'll sneak in and I'll use the bow and start, take, like, sniping some of them out and be all stealthy while I'm wearing some big Daedric armor because I'm not restricted in that way. Like, you know, I, mean? I don't have to, if yeah. I'm being stealthy, I don't have to use light armor. I can use heavy armor. If I'm being a tank, I don't have to use heavy armor. I can use light armor and just that kind of, that freedom, I think, is really nice that you can keep switching in and out at any point, like, And Obviously, Oblivion did the same as well. You were able to do that, but I think um, Skyrim kind of nailed it more on the head with how to actually control the character.
0: I think uh, you made a very good point there, actually, because, yeah, if you you are restricted in a game where whatever class you choose at the beginning is what you're stuck with for the rest of the game, in this, if you try out a certain skill tree or a certain class uh, and you find... I'm really enjoying that. You can totally switch up your gameplay style, yeah, um, and how you want to approach it. Or you can master one and then go now. I want to master another one. Um, you like yeah. Th- the freedom this game gives the player is is unparalleled. It's also, unbelievable.
1: I love the skill when you actually do go to the skill tree. Ah, you go to the constellation and everything ah, is made out of ah, the it's stars. So it was like that, that is just, class, and I love that. It's just unreal. Everything in it is like because I know in Oblivion you were able to add far more skills to master. So that's why a lot of people preferred Oblivion to Skyrim was because it is way more customizable in that aspect. Like, you know, you can be more proficient with uh, athletics or acrobatics. But at the end of the day, it's like, well, I'm not going to be doing backflips and frontflips in this world because there's no (laughs) controls for that. So (laughs) I don't really understand why I need to be proficient in acrobatics. Uh, But at least with Skyrim, all the perks that you can become proficient in are actually something you can do. Like yeah. alchemy, create potions, or enchanting your weapons and armor, or making new armor and weapons with your smithing skills and stuff. Every, like Everything was like, made sense. It
0: wasn't just there for the sake of it. And actually, because um, you brought up the gameplay, we've talked a lot about the lore, the world, the music, the characters, the side we've quests, just spots, a lot. all that stuff. We've talked loads. Uh, <laughs> we've said a lot, really, to tell you the truth. Uh, the word count is huge. Um, <laughs> but the... Uh, you, since you've brought up gameplay um and i know we have probably talked about it before but um since this is a dedicated episode we should definitely get into this again uh how do you guys find the overall gameplay of the game i just said it yeah no i know well, <laughs> yeah you you guys means adam and me i'm talking to myself uh you know what? <laughs> goodbye uh, <laughs> um so okay adam you specifically, <laughs> How do you find the gameplay of the game
2: definitely a, a improvement over Oblivion? Like having a, being able to assign magic to one hand and sword to the other was a f- fucking game changer, right? That you, yeah, like I'm, really really helped. Or, or if you wanted to go full mage, you could have different magic in each hand. Yeah, um, yeah. that's really cool. And like the being able to easily swap between them is nice. But the gameplay isn't the best (laughs) like it really isn't there's definitely a lot it can improve on in the next one um although they have to be quite cautious because it could end up kind of removing what makes it special about the other scrolls but
0: there's a balancing act yeah yeah
2: but they they definitely improved the overall animations um and sprinting god what (laughs) like not being able to sprint in Oblivion, uh, you
0: n- you never realize how much you want to do something until it's not there. It's kind of yeah. like if you play a game that doesn't have a jump button, suddenly you miss it. Yeah,
2: yeah. you know what I mean, like things
0: like that. But there's definitely yeah.
2: huge improvements, but then there's things like I think the actual genuine like motion and stuff like that is fine. I think what they could improve on in the next one is um, the enemies animations like if i hit if i hit someone in the head let's say then that's where it should hurt them you know what i mean like it it, the the animations are very kind of like i just hit you therefore you will just fall over in any kind of way you know even if i did a backswing it's not necessarily like they're going to fall in the direction that i hit them they're going to go maybe in the opposite direction and stuff like that uh kill cams as well could be improved um so yeah, I mean you don't play the, I don't think you play this game for gameplay. It's not like an incredible I I think depending on the player you are, you do and you
0: don't. And I don't think the gameplay is just the combat you see. Yeah, so... sure the okay well, so... like i think a lot
2: of it does come down to just controlling your guy like i mean oh yeah, yeah if it's it can get kind of frustrating at times like you're stuck on something you can't even see why you're stuck on something
0: yeah, yeah.
2: things like that um there's, there's right, there's galore.
0: yeah just glitches there's clunky elements to this game absolutely and i i cannot wait not only because i love this game i cannot wait for the next one because i just think the gameplay will have advanced even further like i thought this was like so advanced in comparison to oblivion in terms of how the combat was handled obviously there was still like you're right there is little clunky animations and stuff um but even just having and some of those um like final kills or those like kill cams like some of them look bad but some of them actually look really good And mm. some of, and even just putting that in there was a nice cinematic little feature that when they do it in the next one i can't wait to see how much they've amped up both the graphics and the the physics of the combat but i suppose it's just a general just the range that this game gives you in terms of gameplay so like yes there's the combat and within that you can choose all the different ways you want to fight whether it's magic or swords or bow and arrow or whatever but then there's like pickpocketing people and there's lock picking things mm-hmm. and there's Going into first person or going into third person, and there's riding horses, and there, and even though that stuff's clunky, just the amount of stuff. Yeah, you can do a lot in it, in and, it and that's definitely was, something
2: yeah. that absolutely needs to be improved. In the next one is stealth, because stealth is it's, <laughs> it's not so- it, it doesn't work well. Like you, but would the game be as
0: funny without without how it's done? Because like you get no, there it and someone be funny, goes, but like I mean,
2: mean, I see. You. I would love if what there was an doing? actual like if you're going into stealth mode, if there's an actual cover system yeah like, like a... actually hugging a wall and stuff like that um yeah or hugging a tree or hugging a horse <laughs>
0: <laughs> hugging yourself hugging lydia i wish you could hug lydia before i <laughs> just had to give think. her a talk, hug lydia, why? <laughs> um no but you're right like a cover system would be very cool i think there's a lot of games that have come out since with other um gameplay advancements that i'm sure the other scrolls will be picking up on and
2: yeah because it's stealth is the rider. one thing in that game where I'm just like, you. I try it and then it's just not working for me. So I'm just like, screw this, and I just butcher everyone instead. Like, because it's have just have easier. To, um,
0: you just have to be like Eric, man. You got to get good. You know, you gotta yeah, just get good. You could. Yeah.
1: If you increase your sneak ability, you can roll. Yeah, I mean, from spot. Yeah, when they're looking through <laughs> the doorway, end. you just
2: roll. Like in the VR one, I That's... have gone way more stealth, like because my archery skills have have really increased and i think if you're going to sneak and stuff archery is the way to go
0: yeah oh yeah big time
2: um
0: i suppose in general then uh when it comes to game actually there's a question that i was thinking about earlier on we did this before i think adam you posed the question to the group and it was um what's your least favorite enemy in the game to fight and I think at the time, yours was the Falmer. I'm pretty sure I said the Frost Troll and Eric. There was some kind of fish or something that you never get to meet, and that bothered you. <laughs> yeah, the slaughterfish. Well, slaughterfish, that's what was. Yeah, yeah. But we, it. but we never went on a po- like on a positive opposite to that. What's your favorite enemy in the game? And this could be from like fight. There's not like different tactics to fighting different enemies a whole lot, uh, apart from you using magic on some or whatever. But just maybe the design of them that you like or. There's a certain story element in which they take place that you like. Or
1: for me, it has to be the drogger.
0: Okay, just, yeah,
1: yeah, standard. The idea of them bursting out of the out of the crypts and everything. Like just one mission for the companions. You got to go get a shard of of Eaglore's axe, Wuthrad, and you just I go in and I know. Oh, there's a shit ton of coffins here. Yes. They're all gonna burst open, and it's just—it's so satisfying when you have uh, all yeah. these dragons coming at you, and you're just like, because it feels like that moment in Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, when all the goblins burst into the
0: tomb of them, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But also just like falling. it's so cool to yeah. have these um. And the designs these, are They're designed well, but they're, they're, like these Nordic like zombies. Yeah. That mm-hmm. have come it's back from the grave because they worship the dragons of of old, like. And so they've come back to serve their previous masters Um, they don't come out of the dark much. So there's an element where I feel that the threat of the Draugr isn't felt enough because the idea of maybe Draugr attacking towns could have been a very scary thing. But at the same time, I, yeah, I love the Draugr. I love the story element that they bring to it. Pretty sure.
1: They're also like their designs are procedurally generated so that like, not you're never really well. you are obviously always gonna because there's only so many designs but like yeah, yeah. because when you die like some parts are still grown and stuff like hair i think still grows so, like some women might have like full beards on them and stuff like that all oh, right okay just to, just to, so that all the design of the draugr are somewhat unique to it i never actually. i never noticed that actually
0: it's cool yeah it's pretty cool. um glass great yeah keep it, uh, it's a great way to keep shape and actually i think um i usually pick up pretty early a great greatsword that's one of the broad the two hundred broad swords. i pretty I use that for like most of the game. There's very few swords that have like a stronger like attack damage than that. That thing whoops ass. Like it, <laughs> it it makes you slow, but you can fucking whoop dragons with it. Um Adam, have you a favorite enemy in the game?
2: Um I think maybe the Either the Forsworn as just like um foot soldier yeah or the like vampires i thought were were pretty cool like the like the main vampire like the one that it it pretty much just looks like marcus from underworld yeah
0: yeah yeah. it is that kind of thing essentially that
2: like i just love what they did with the, the wings and stuff like that and just how he looks and um it's it's one of the cooler designs for a vampire especially considering like we've gone through this kind of weird kind of like time of vampires being really attractive people that you uh, that you would want to like semi-romantic kind of yeah it's just like are you serious like these are supposed to be like they're demons essentially like they're 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 horrible
0: monsters yeah they're
2: they're, they're, yeah, they're
1: always depicted as like they're the worst creatures in every mythology that has a type of vampire-like creature. They're the they're the worst thing to come across, like
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so the vampires, I think in Skyrim, like they look scary. They are tough as well. Oh, um, big time! Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got up. I got
1: infected by one of them by just like I don't I don't know well? how. I just while I was fighting them, they
2: infected me. Which is annoying. Because yeah, they like, can like, yeah, they have like a to smell, try and find the, the cure is it's pretty cool as well. Like uh, yeah, just everything about about the vampires I think is is neat.
0: Yeah yeah, I think uh, like both of those are awesome. Um and I, I love the drawger <laughs> as well. But another one that sticks out to me I think is the hagraven.
2: Yeah that's yeah, like, so creepy.
0: They're, they're creepy They're, just they're annoying the but yeah they're so creepy. Awesome. cool design. Yeah like I don't like fighting them. That's purely on a design aesthetic because I think they're essentially like witches and I suppose again much like the vampire um in recent more recent times uh witches have had a certain uh design or appeal in people's minds I think um but in older older stories witches had a lot more different forms and could often be a lot more monstrous and often did have animal features in older myths and stuff
2: Mm.
0: so going back to that um i just think the high gravens are really creepy and really horrible and it gives yeah, you they always
2: kind of remind me of like you know the queen in snow white and the seventh awards the way she becomes this witch kind yeah, of exactly character it. like she yeah, yeah, yeah. they kind of the look apple. like that like they kind of look like if someone did like a fan fiction style like alternative design for that that kind of character that's yeah. what they kind of look like
0: yeah mm. they're just disgusting and they, and then they play into a lot of really cool little side quests where they are responsible for like horrible curses and stuff. Like there's even one in the companions where I think they, they are the ones that gave them the werewolf curse or something. Um, sure. am I wrong? I don't it's,
1: know. I think they did. It's and, def- the curse is death. I think, yeah, it's three high ravens were serving a Daedric prince. That's right. And they got the curse yeah. from that prince and then yeah. gave it to the- Yeah.
0: So it's just a really cool like not only are they an enemy you can encounter but they do play into um some of the story aspects of the game so I think there
2: and there's one as well that um I can't remember what quest it is but there's one that you end up helping and you know there's another thing I've never done yeah, that not, I don't I think like, I've yet. done that one either there like and it's like you let her go and then she helps you get through this kind of dungeon essentially like she's in a prison cell or something like that yeah. and then uh, you get to this end thing and then like the i think it's something like she gets to keep something and you get something else i can't remember but then she's just like walking around like the mission's over and she's just walking around near you and like i've never been on such edge when, right when playing yeah. skyrim because i i was just like okay at any moment she's gonna attack me i just know it right yeah she yeah. never does and then i leave wow. and then i come i come back in she's still there it's just like are you like you're you're a this friendly hagraven. this weird weird and that's
0: kind of like it always puts me on edge in the dark brotherhood slayer the little girl with the pet giant spider
2: oh yeah and you can yeah, always just
0: yeah. hear it walking around and i'm looking at yeah. it and i'm going what are you what do you I swear are that spider's gonna doing? kill you spiders look just like that what are you doing um <laughs> kill that thing spiders and why i hate them
1: uh, uh, welcome to that's, part two. <laughs> that's, that's actually not the only friendly Hagraven that you come across because in oh, that really? mission with Seguin where uh, mm-hmm. you get drunk and everything you end up, if you don't if you play it the way it's supposed to be played you end up finding that you got married to someone and when you go find out who you got married to it's a Hagraven <laughs>
0: <God, laughs> just oh. to make
1: it really even weirder, I yeah, think you you paid your way to, to finish that, didn't you? So if you pay someone a certain amount of money at them, I think it's like They'll just tell you what happened. In, you can just get game, straight to like the end. Like a... <laughs> no, no, like, if you find no, like a real life, like, I'll you, tell you
0: find, what happened. Like, if you find like some dodgy guy somewhere and pay him money, he'll tell you what happened <laughs> <laughs> What?
2: <laughs> I wonder if it's the same quest then, the one I'm thinking of. No. No? Okay.
0: No. All right. I never, yeah. I See, I haven't done that one. So there's so much to do in this game. It's So, so expansive. A lot of
2: people are actually, um, you know, really, really sick of Skyrim. Um, just because of how often it's re-released, do you? Are you sick of it? Like, do you, do you I, get sick of seeing it being re-released?
1: Re-released a lot. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't think it's been re-released enough.
2: I <laughs> it should be on more. It needs to be on iOS.
0: For, for me, <laughs> I see no problem with re-releasing a game, no That's matter good. what. No matter what the no. No matter what the game is, I see no issue at re-releasing a game. You have a choice whether to buy something or not is they're yeah. going to spend money re-releasing it they're going to spend money advertising it it'll literally not hurt you at all you'll see it what like why would you get angry seeing something someone has made like why would that even bother you so like yeah. like for example like like there's a lot of crappy movies that get made i don't get mad when i see a trailer i just go i probably won't go watch that so for yeah. me, games is that like you can re-release Skyrim on every platform you want. You can re-release The Phantom Pain on as many platforms as you want. I don't care. You have a choice whether you want to play it or not. So no, so I, I sympathize
2: you. to some degree with people who get and no, especially with the whole crappy movies thing, Chris. Uh, <laughs> I know <laughs> you do, know,
0: yeah, you. I don't care. It just because. Don't
2: it's like well, that's time, money, resources spent that could have been spent on something that could have been more original. But yeah, there's um, it's different when it comes to. I mean, to, just to explain to people like why you see Skyrim on everything, right? Right. Partially, yeah, we could milk this thing for money. There's that obvious motivation. There is, yeah. But the the actual reason you see it on. Okay, so it was brought to PS4, Xbox One, then to PSVR, then to Switch. Um, the reason for that is because Bethesda have a lot of future projects down the line. And as they're working, new hardware gets released. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you don't want to kind of like take a stopper that like, kind of say, well, okay, so which hardware are we going to work with? Like you want to keep going, you want to understand, you want to work on the thing you're working on while also learning the hardware that's being released as you're moving. So with Skyrim, they already have something that's huge and yeah, glitchy, and it's got unpredictable things. Yeah. And it's the perfect thing to use to test well, what can we do with the hardware that's being released? And they straight up said that they were like, well, why, why you release the VR? I was like, well, we, we were, we were testing VR and yeah, right. the thing that we tested was Skyrim because it, it does have all these complexities to it. Um, and then we got it to work. We ended up finding it really fun as we were testing it and figured you know, if we're having so much fun, then maybe the rest of the world will, so we'll release it.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, like I said, I have no issue with it. Um, I'd have an issue with it if I don't know, you were being forced to buy it. <laughs> then I'd have an issue with yeah. it. If like the PS,
2: I think I think I might get a little bit like, kind of, alright, this is a bit much if the PS5 and Has Series X release and they they re-release Skyrim on it, then it's like, Come and on full, now, full price. <laughs> full yeah, because yeah, at this point, like, it's like they they've
1: games. released a teaser trailer for their next two games. So at this point, it's like for the next consoles, we would like to have those next two games. It's gotta, it's gotta right. be
0: that next,
2: right? But the current, the current the current releases, I think, are totally fine because it's like the PS3 version. Uh, although I never had an issue with it, um, is widely known as just a broken game that should never have been released, right? Okay.
1: That's, I never had never
2: had a problem. With I it. never had a problem with it either. But the, the most of the reviews yeah. for Skyrim on the PS3, like it was always fine on the 360, but for PS3, uh, of course, it was well, yeah, because they didn't actually bother utilizing the PS3's hardware. So, but it it was broken mess. So to get it re released on PS4, it's like, well, okay, finally, there's a version that works really, really well on PlayStation. Grant, so there's no problem with that. Then to yeah. have it re released in VR no problem with that it's a whole cool. experience different totally e- different totally yeah. different experience yeah and then to have it re-released on the switch it's like brilliant yeah. skyrim on the fucking go like like i the, what you each see for me version right? of it is like a different situation like a different way you can play it exactly you know even yeah. the one on the switch you can do a true motion controls you can even get the master sword in it like i mean this it's a different gameplay experience
0: the other thing is like re-releasing a game on another console for me is not a bad thing right because like i don't have a switch right but someone who has a switch might not have a playstation and now they can experience a game that i would absolutely recommend people play and yet you know if they already have a switch and they're like do i really want to buy a whole other console just for that game now obviously there's plenty of other games you could play but to be to have the options to play these games so for example we were talking about um metal gear solid in the last episode we were saying people should absolutely play this game actually how are you going to play it and we talked about like the fact that it's not all that widely available Mm -hmm. i would have no issue if they came out and re-released metal gear solid on every console yeah that wouldn't me be going that's a bit money grabby i would go fantastic that's great i hope everyone gets to play metal gear solid so for me re-releasing a game is not an issue it just gives options yeah um how do you feel about it eric because yeah i know in fairness and a lot of people a lot of people don't like it and they do get annoyed about it that's great like it's class i'm pretty sure i just said that i'm
1: pretty sure at the start of this i said <laughs> that like they're not releasing it enough like you know? <laughs> bring it on on the
0: amazon Put it on yeah. my phone. Put It should on. Be my on
2: should be on a NES. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Put I'm it still me. waiting.
2: Where is that Skyrim for on. Amazon Alexa?
0: Yeah, man. Yeah. I picked up the GameCube the other day and Skyrim's not on it. What the fuck? <laughs> What's going on there? What's going on Why is it when I pull up my curtains I don't see Skyrim? You know? I just see sounds. What's that like?
1: Why is What's Skyrim not in real
0: life? You're not in a house in Skyrim? Shut up, right? <laughs> yeah. um before we um finish up eric i have yes. to ask have you got a favorite part <laughs> in skyrim uh well it could be an aspect of the game it doesn't necessarily have to be a moment because again this isn't like a linear story game this yeah. is a you know there's multiple players. so it could be an aspect of the game or a whole area of the game but have you got a favorite thing in skyrim
1: Sure, yeah. I Of course, everyone's got a favourite part in any every
0: game to do. You know what I mean? I just don't want to tell you. <laughs> I just
1: don't want to
0: put it to words. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so good. Uh, favourite aspect would have to be all of it. Um, no, I think smithing. I really love I, having...
0: <laughs> <laughs> of all the things you gonna said, that was not... I never expected <laughs> That, that wow I mean, Although, cool. at, at the moment smithing is
1: really <laughs> annoying me because I can't I'm trying
0: to get I'm it to I 100 say, oh, stop right there before you go any further okay. we've been talking about this game for like an hour and a half now right you have right. not mentioned smithing once yes I have I did <laughs> I did mention smithing <laughs> not today you haven't yes not I have when did you mention it just there a minute ago I'll,
2: <laughs> I said alchemy
0: alright I said alchemy to make your own potions Enchanting for enchanting your weapons and armor, and then you get to make your own weapons and armor. That was smithing. I was talking about smithing yeah, there. I'm sorry. I should have gone back and like picked up the breadcrumbs and figured. Yeah, you should have not.
1: That's <laughs> it
0: all there. You could have I made a whole loaf to my face all along. <laughs> okay, so is smithing actually your favorite aspect of the entire game? I I really because it get uh, yeah it's well. Not, well, not the whole thing. It's getting really annoying at the moment
1: because I can't get it to 100%. right, I can't get that dragon armor or weapons. That'd be nice. But I, I really do enjoy that kind of... Because it gives that aspect of um, reality, I suppose. You know, that you can take a break from the adventuring and then you can just go, like, oh, I'm just going to, like, you know, improve my sword or my armor. I'm going to make jewelry if I want. Not that I'm going to. But I could uh, if I wanted to. You know, and that, like, as you progress, you unlock all these new weapons and armor and other things to make. And that it's another aspect of progression, not just through doing up your health or your magic or stamina or getting all those different perks is that that's another thing is getting new equipment. So
0: man, I that's, never that's, thought I'd but from uh, the man who loves the infinity blade, it makes sense. He likes yeah. to Um So there you have it. Those are our thoughts on Skyrim, Eric's favorite game uh, ever. <laughs> for smithing (laughs) no i mean i mean look everything we've said about it all the lore all the freedom all the gameplay all the creativity the music everything i suppose it's the full package uh, as to why we we enjoy this game and always keep coming back to it and that's why they keep re-releasing it uh if we stop playing it maybe they'll stop (laughs) releasing it so if it angers you that much (laughs) no but and if you haven't played skyrim absolutely recommend it and um, even this isn't like if you're not into storylines and stuff, there's a lot you can do in this game. There's definitely a lot of freedom to just play and have fun. Or you can get yourself lost in all the lore. So you have a lot of options playing this game. That's two
2: that's three episodes now. Three we've, episodes. We've talked
0: game. in length about Skyrim. So look at <laughs> we'll take a break from Skyrim for a while, <laughs> but uh you should definitely go there yourself if you haven't been there. It's a great place to go. And in our next episode, um, we are finally going to get the chance. It's been out long enough now, and I love. I think enough people have played it that we can finally do a full-length discussion on it. We are going to be discussing the Final Fantasy VII Remake. So, we normally don't say what the next episode is going to be. Like Back in
2: the day, this it was... This is the first time we're going to talk about a game that... Has not been out quite for recent. fucking years.
0: <laughs> yeah, very current, and very recent. That's true, actually. Yeah. So, um, like we haven't had to worry about like in all the earlier episodes, we haven't had to worry too much about spoilers because they've all been around so long that people generally have played them or have looked up them on YouTube or whatever. So, yeah. Uh, more often now we're gonna have to say things like spoilers. Uh, but yeah, we will be discussing that game in great length in our next episode. But until then, thank you for checking in, and.